A very good morning to you. And now it's time for a new program called Hashtag Hong Kong. This updates the old format and content of Letter to Hong Kong. The focus will be on issues affecting civil society as we hear from representatives of NGOs, associations, statutory bodies and non-profit groups. And each week there will also be a musical choice. Now in the first show, Dr. Patrick Chung, chairperson of Against Child Abuse, discusses child protection. Dear Dr. Kelly, I recall the time I spent at your Child Advocacy Centre and appreciate how important it is to foster resilience in children besides looking after their physical health. Some years after my return to Hong Kong, I volunteered my time joining a local charity for children against child abuse. Our mission is to promote a caring and non-violent environment for their optimal growth and development. COVID-19 has kept people apart and socially isolated. Children are particularly vulnerable at home where conflicts easily arise. The calls to our child helpline have doubled. However, official child abuse cases have decreased because of the reduction of contacts of children by professionals in the education, social support, health systems, etc., where problems could be spotted early. Sadly, Many abuse cases are hidden and not identified. Protecting children from abuse is what everyone should embrace. In April this year, our High Court concluded a trial over the death of a five-year-old girl savagely abused three years ago. The Hong Kong community reacted intensely again in recollection of the many similar incidents of the past. Such tragedies are telling us repeatedly that there must be gaps in the current system and piecemeal remedy is certainly not a solution. The journey of advocacy in child protection is an arduous one. Reflecting on child protection milestones at our charity's 40th anniversary, we conceded to the many areas needing address in the existing laws, policies and mechanisms. A child's best interest must take precedence over practices across different professionals and sectors. You may recall the chilling death of an eight-year-old girl named Victoria Climby in London in year 2000. The public inquiry into her death resulted in policy changes. One foremost was the introduction of the Children's Act 2004 in UK, seeking to promote coordination between multiple official entities. The case of our five-year-old girl bears a severity no less. If there is any lesson one should learn, it will be the roles and responsibilities of professionals and sectors. The 2020 Hong Kong Child Abuse Handling Guideline has emphasized this, such that actions or inactions are accounted for. The setting up of a new offence, failure to protect, was deliberated by the Law Reform Commission since 2006. It addresses the circumstances in which a person taking care of a child or is a member of the same household and being aware of the serious situation of the child should take steps to protect the child from serious harm or death. This new offence addresses the loopholes in the existing law renders a higher degree of protection for children and should be legislated soon. While the failure to protect offence addresses serious situations hidden at home, 
early identification of abuse by frontline professionals would require subsequent actions. In 2019, the Ombudsman recommended the government explore the feasibility of mandatory reporting of suspected abuse. Back in 2013, the United Nations Committee on the Rights of the Child urged Hong Kong to adopt mandatory reporting of all cases, but this has yet to happen. Currently, 71 countries have enacted mandatory reporting laws. Hong Kong must not hesitate further. The death of the five-year-old girl aptly reflects how important reporting abuse is. Corporal punishment is a violation of a child's right. Our public opinion is veering away from it as an acceptable way of child discipline. Besides, children learn to resolve conflicts using violence. Currently, 62 countries have banned corporal punishment in all settings, including the home. The first country being Sweden in 1979 and most recently Korea in March this year. Banning corporal punishment is not to send parents to prison, but to convey to the community the determination of having zero tolerance to violence and to strengthen positive parenting. The death of this girl shows that corporal punishment would easily escalate, leading to death. The panel of the Child Fatality Review in Hong Kong is only able to examine cases after all legal proceedings are completed. It is over three years since the death of the girl. With such a lapse in time, there must be missed opportunities. More so, the review panel is not a statutory body and therefore has limited power to enforce its recommendations. Besides child deaths, a review mechanism is much needed for serious abuse cases. For instance, a child ending up in a vegetative state. Shortfalls in these existing mechanisms are what Hong Kong should work to improve. The way how children are protected is in the hands of everyone. If there is anything positive from the death of our little girl, I hope we would learn from the above. With this, I look forward to comparing notes with you again. Best wishes, Patrick, June 6, 2021. And now, I'd like to dedicate this song for everyone in Hong Kong, particularly children. My song is Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence. 